0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your Faithful Giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message.
1: Jubilee, stop, shout right there. Hey! Look at somebody say, it's our jubilee year. Come on, let's go. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God, speak now. Speak through me. Talk through me. Preach through me. We're open and we're ready in Jesus' name. Everybody, sit. This is your year of jubilee. Three things you can expect. Number one, you can expect celebration, which means win or win. Everything that happens for you this year, it is going to be a victory. Listen to me. For some of you, there have been things that have been delayed that the victory that you experience is going to be all the more sweet because of how hard you had to fight and how persistent you had to be to get it. This is the year where you will win. Hear me. A jubilee year was the year that Jesus came for and started his public ministry. The Bible says in Luke that when Jesus preached his first ministry, a message that he said the spirit of the lord is upon me he's anointed me to preach the gospel to proclaim the acceptable and favorable year which means the jubilee year of the lord so jesus literally pay attention he had everything that he needed he was anointed he was 100 god 100 man he had the full power and authority to do everything that he was called and created to do watch me but god held him back and didn't let him do it into a jubilee year i need you to just touch somebody close to you and say you won't be held back this year come on Oh my God, I need you to type that in the comments. There's some things that God seemingly kept you back and held you back. It's because you're like a bow and arrow. He pulled you all the way back to hold you back until you got into a jubilee year so that he can launch you forward. I prophesy everything about your life is about to launch. What does that mean? It's finally about to take off. You ain't just going to be having a business plan. You're going to birth the business. you're not just going to be talking about it. You're about to walk it out. You're not just going to sit up and dream about it. You're about to live your dreams. It's, come on, open up your mouth. Say, it's win or win for me this year. Number two, emancipation. That means you have no restrictions. Whatever cage you found yourself in, whatever restrictions you found yourself in in previous years, you will not have that experience this year. I prophesy that there be no restrictions you place on yourself in your mind. I prophesy you would not live with an either or mentality, but you would live with a both and mentality. Every cuff that's been on you, that has kept you bound, that has kept you frustrated. That has kept you in a place where you said, I can't, that every I can't will become an I did this year. Mm. It ain't going to just be a I can, it's going to be I did. You're going to be looking at what you accomplished. You're going to be looking at what you did because God held it back into your jubilee year. Number three, it is a year where there are, it's a year of restoration. Restoration means that God will make something better than it was before. Hear me, this will not simply be a regurgitation of any previous year of your life. That's why you even sense that this feels different. Is there anybody besides me with this year, watch me, we don't live by feelings, but this feels different. We walk by faith and not by sight, but something about this year feels different. It, I don't look at stuff the way I looked at it last year. I don't handle situations the way I handled it last year. Last year, I was trying to get things done, just trying to figure out how to go from day to day. But in my jubilee year, my manna days are over. I'm not going from day to day. I got a plan now. I got excitement now. I got energy now. I got the right people around me. I got, ah, open your mouth, shout, it's my jubilee year. Now, for this to be your jubilee year on Sunday, I taught you that you have to keep the kingdom first. Culture falsely teaches us balance. And so you have a lot of people in pursuit of balance, work-life balance, ministry-life balance, uh, relationship balance, balance with your kids, balance on the scale won't balance. The problem is is that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible does not teach balance because your life is automatically out of balance. You sleep for a third of your life. You work for another third of your life. You're in the car driving places for uh, two hours out of the remaining third that you have. And then at that six hours you have left, you spend an hour on TikTok. (laughs) watch me. So watch me. Pay attention. You literally balance is not what the Bible teaches. Instead, the Bible teaches proper priorities. That's what Jesus taught. Matthew six thirty three. But seek what? First, the kingdom of God. In other words, he said persistently pursue and prioritize. That's what a seek is. It's not seeking unless you persistently pursue and prioritize. It's you have to persistently pursue and prioritize. Let me tell you why in 16 years I've not canceled church except one time for a Blizzard and I promise you I waited until the very last minute to cancel. It's because I have to teach this principle. You must persistently pursue and prioritize. If you fought to get to work, you gotta fight to serve God. Y'all... I bet you wasn't studying on streets when you went to go get your sandwich. Don't play with me. You have to persistently pursue and prioritize first the kingdom of God, which means everything about God has to be first in my life. And people, watch me, culture will say something's wrong with you. You're a Jesus fanatic. You're too crazy. That's a cult. No, you're crazy because me putting the kingdom first is exactly what he told me to do. And if I keep the kingdom first, I will never be last. This is why for some of you, watch me, you're about to supersede every hater every naysayer every person that got something to say every time you post in the word and posting to you're about to supersede them you're about to be like you're driving down the car matter of fact i see some of you driving with your drop top driving down the street you're about to zip past them would you touch somebody on the shoulder so you're about to get past them you're And they're going to say, well, what is this God you're putting first? What is this kingdom you're putting first? Who is this Jesus that you're worshiping? Jesus. He said, he said, he said, but seek first the kingdom of God. Persistently pursue and prioritize the kingdom of God. And I taught you the five things that were important to him. And his righteousness, doing things his way. How do I know his way? His way is his will. His will is his word. His way is his will. His will is his word. I don't have to live in uh, confusion about his will. All I have to do is get his word. When I get his word, I find his way and I discover his will. A lot of people say, I'm just trying to seek God's will for my life. That tells me that you're not listening because if you're having to seek what you're being taught every week, that means you're not actively listening. Come on here, y'all, what's me? And all these things will be added to you, which means the right priorities are gonna make you productive and they're gonna bring provision. Productivity is like walking. Uh, When I walk, can I be honest? I do not like the treadmill. I loathe the treadmill. I don't even wanna walk on that section in the gym. I don't like the elliptical. I don't like the treadmill. I don't like the bike. I don't like none of that. You wanna know why? Because I'm putting out energy, but I didn't go anywhere. And for some of you, up until this year, you've put out a lot of energy and you're like, but I'm still in the same place. Watch me. But in your Jubilee year, you just won't be busy. You're going to be productive. You're going to take two hours and get more done than you did in a whole 12 months. You, I need you to speak that over your life. Say, I'm going to be productive and I will attract provision. Jesus said, all these things will be added unto you. He says, so watch me. The way to get what you want is to give him what he wants. He says, if you want all of this, great. Give me what I want. I'll give you what you want. This is why for some of you, watch me, you're finally about to see why it pays to keep God first. Why? Because God says, listen, when you give me what I want, I will gift you what you want. When you delight yourself in the Lord, I will give you the desires of your heart. For some of you, here's going to be your biggest issue in 2023. What do I want to do? Oh my God! Because C- I'm not under any compulsion. I'm not chasing no money. I got options. So I could do this, or I could do that. I could do this, or I could do that. I could live here. Or I could live there. I can drive this. Or I can drive that. I- open up your mouth and stop. Provision is on the way. Those five things I gave you. Number one, your talent. This is what he wants. So how do I keep the kingdom first? I give him what he wants. And if you study the Bible, these are the five things that he wants. Number one, he wants your talent. He wants you to serve in church. 1 Peter 4.10. Each of you should use whatever you have received to serve others, to serve others. Well, ask me, the person um, that is next to you, the Bible says you have something that you are supposed to use to serve them. Why do we serve in church, in the building and online? It's because God says, I gave you talent and I expect you to give it to me through the form of serving someone else. I didn't give you talent just for you to monetize it. I gave you talent, skills, and abilities for you to serve somebody else with it. Number two, after giving you talent, your time. This is what he wants. He says, I want your time. I want your church attendance. There's a reason why in modern Christianity... We use this day, the first day of the week. Um, There's a lot of history to that in antiquity, but uh, let's just suffice it to say that there's a reason that it's the first day of the week. Why? I am giving God my first. Pay attention. Luke 4, 16. Then Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as usual, he went into the synagogue on the day of worship and stood up to read the lesson. So here he is. He's God, but he's going to church faithfully, because what does the Bible say? As what? usual, which means people ought to say, nah, don't even call her, you know where she's at, her usual. (laughs) Don't even call him, you know where he's at, his usual. Matter of fact, don't even ring my line on no Wednesday, because you know where I'm at. Don't even ring my line on no Sunday, because you know where I am at. But not only was he faithful, look at what he did. He stood up to read the lesson. What does this mean? Jesus served in church. Pay attention. It's his church, but he's serving in it. You know that you really got a servant's heart when you don't think anything is too beneath you. And I pray that you don't think that there are certain things. I'm too good to do that. I'm this. I'm too good to do that. No. If God could get up and serve in his own church and read a book about himself, he is the word. In the beginning, what's the word? And the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. If he can get up and read a book about himself in his own church, who are you to where You're too good to clean a toilet. Y'all ain't going to talk. Who are you? Are you too good to pick up some trash? Who are you? where you too good to vacuum? Who are you? where you too good to be consistent? You ain't that big of a deal. Ready? Number three. Number three. Here's what he wants from you. He wants your thirst. Now, it's amazing how much, can I be honest? It's amazing how thirsty some people are for people. It's amazing all the research you'll do on somebody's DM you trying to get in. But, but you won't go back and listen to a podcast. But you won't go back and listen to prayer. But you won't go back and listen to the word. Say, Lord, I give you my thirst this year. Come on. It's amazing how much research you'll do about a business when you have a God that created business that could tell you how to run your business. But because you're so busy asking humans what they think about business, you never got divine instructions from the God that created business. I don't know who needs to hear this. There's five entrepreneurs. You're listening to me right now. I don't know if you're in the building or online, but you're literally going to get instructions that are divine. They are not going to be instructions from something you saw on YouTube. They're not going to be instructions from something you saw somebody else, some business. Uh uh-uh. You're going to get divine instructions that people are going to do what they said to me years ago when I was in the finance business. How did you create this and this is producing this type of revenue? Because I got divine instructions and those divine instructions hook me up. Come on, yo, We're about to move on, but can I just get you to lift your hands up? I'm about to receive divine instructions so when I'm thirsty for God it's like the psalmist says as the deer pants for the water Brooke, so my soul, my mind, my thoughts, my will, my emotions that's just so pants for you God in other words, God says I want people look, nobody wants to be around somebody where you feel like you're being tolerated Yeah, you have been around somebody and, you, and their whole energy was like they are tolerating you right You wanna be around somebody hey how you doing? Hey, how you doing? You wanna be around look at the person next to you, say celebrate, celebrate. So if you don't like that, why would God want to come around you when, you when you act like you tolerate him instead of saying, God, I'm just grateful I get to lift my hands. God, I'm just grateful that I get to worship. I'm grateful I get to make up a song on the spot talking about that's my God because you are my God. I'm grateful. It is your breath that's in my lungs. And so I pour out my prayer. It's because of you that I live and I move and I have my being. God says, if you can thirst for other stuff, and not thirst for him. And how do we show our thirst? Through prayer. Prayer is communication with God. God says, how is it you want to talk to everybody else but me? you on the phone all day. Your phone is hot. No, like hot. When you touch it, it's hot. Because you've been on it all day. Talking to everybody. And then lay down. Father, just thank you for today. Just bless me in Jesus' name. And God is like, while you were running your mouth gossiping with her behind, you could have been figuring out how I was gonna bless the rest of your life. While you sitting on the phone talking about other people, you could have been talking to me, and I would have showed you how to be the people that you okay, yeah. Come on, y'all. Come on, say, Lord, restore my thirst for you. And this is something the dear pants. Which means what happens is, is that sometimes in life, you, you, can, you, can, you can accomplish certain things, do certain things, get certain places where your thirst begins to dissipate. And you don't know that your thirst begins to dissipate, pay attention, until somebody points it out for you and says, you watch me, most people when they're dehydrated naturally, they don't actually know that they're dehydrated. They have to be told by a professional, you're dehydrated. And watch me. Your body is beginning to show the signs of dehydration mm. because your body is comprised of water, which means when you don't have what you need, what does water represent? The spirit. When you don't have what you need, it begins to show in your body. And for some of you, watch me. Watch me. The reason you're the reason you're so nonchalant is because your thirst has been dissipating. The reason praise and worship is a struggle for you is because your thirst is dissipating. Watch me when that music starts. When church is getting ready to start, you ought to be so thirsty that I ain't waiting for nobody to clap. I will. Why? Because this is something. I'm, I'm thirsty. I need to hear from God. And one word can change everything. One touch can change everything. One drop of oil can change everything. I'm thirsty, which means when the water hits me, I come alive. When the water hits me, I come alive. And maybe you don't understand why I love them like I do, but maybe that's because you don't know my testimony. You don't know what your neighbor's been through. Every person has got a testimony. High five somebody say, I got a whole testimony. I, that's why I'll shout and don't care what you got to say. I'll jump and don't care what you got to say. I'll run through a tooth and don't care what you got to say. Because my thirst is real. Next one. Next one. Your testimony. God says, this is what I want from you. This is keeping the kingdom first. God says, I want you to invite people so that my house is full. God says, you didn't get saved just to be saved. You didn't get saved to say us four no more. He said, I saved you so you could go get some folk. Question. Who is going to heaven because of you? And I'm not talking about indirectly. You know, I just pray for people. That's nice. Who'd you invite? Who'd you tell? You got social media now where you can literally tell everybody. All 42 of your followers, you can tell. All 2,000, all 4,000, 10,000, 50,000, whatever, you can tell. God says... I want my house to be full, whether it's in a building or whether it's online. And we live in a post-COVID world. And you got to hear me. There's some some strange stuff people believe in these days. Have y'all heard some of the stuff people believe in? I said, now, where y'all come up with that? What? Watch me, watch me. God says your responsibility is that I got you out so you could get somebody else out. What, what's does mean? God says if you're not helping get other people out, then why did I get you out? Come here, Moses. Why did I set you free if you're not going to set free? Come on, I need you to hear me. You're the Moses of your job. You're the Moses of your community. You're the Moses in your bloodline. And I know what. Some I know. I know. I know. Somebody like Bishop. I invite. Guess what? If somebody Don't like your invitation, invite somebody else. Look what he said. Go and urge anybody you find to come so the house will be full. Stop prejudging people based on what you think they might like. You gotta look at everybody and say, Everybody's fair game. Can you breathe? Come to church. Even if you can't breathe, come to church. So we can get you healed so you can start breathing. All right, look at this last one. Last one. God says, This is what I want for you. These are the five things that I want from your treasure faithful giving your tithes offerings first fruits love offerings mark 12 41 i want you to pay attention to what jesus pays attention to during church during church look at what jesus pays attention to jesus sat down opposite the place where people put the offerings and he watched the crowd put their money into the temple treasury so jesus watches the offering he literally looks at your phone he literally looks at your check he, li- pay attention. he literally looks at your cash app and he says now what you finna do Because while you're worried about your neighbor seeing you, while you're worried about, God says, I am seeing whether or not I'm first in your finances. Because if I am not, pay attention, there's certain things, and you're going to see this in a moment, that don't happen right away. There's certain things that will happen over time and before you know It's called the boiling frog theory. Boiling frog theory, uh, watch me, come on, we got to get this thing done in five minutes. The boiling frog theory says that if you drop a frog in hot water, that the frog is going to jump out. But if you put a frog in cool water and gently warm it up, he won't even know what's happened to him by the time he dies. And for some of you, you're like, well, I, you know, I I don't, I ain't really seen that happen because I ain't been a faithful giver. You ain't seen it happen yet. Because God is faithful, so he gives you time to get your stuff together. He gives you time to get your ish together. Ish is the Hebrew word for man. He gives you time to get your human behavior together. Look at Mark 12:41. He sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put, and he watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. He watches the offering. 42. A poor widow came and put two very small copper coins. What was she? A poor widow. Widow means that she did not, in, in those days, um, the men were the, the primary providers. All right? And so her being a widow meant that there was a portion of income she'd never be able to tap into based on how culture was set up in those days. So that means, watch me. Let me say it another way. She was on a fixed income. You ready? She was on a, fi- she got a Social Security check. Listen. Okay? She was on a fixed income. All she, so her pension check, that's all she got. She, she was on a fixed income. And she was also what? Poor. Poor meant that she lacked, which means when she looked at her life, there were areas where there was lack. But look at what she does. She came and put two small copper coins in. Mark 12, 43. Jesus said this poor woman has put in more than all the others. Pay attention. She put in less, but Jesus says she put in more because it took more faith for her to be faithful than it did for somebody that did not have lack to be faithful. Look at me, Wednesday. If God can trust you in a tight place, I, I just need to know if there's some people in the building or online where you've ever been in a tight place, but you've still been faithful in your giving. See, I can preach this thing because I've lived this thing. I know what it is to get into a tight place after being in a large place, but being faithful. And because you're faithful, open up your mouth and say, he's taking me to a wealthy place. Come on, wizard, let's prophesy. He's taking me to a land that flows with milk and honey. I'll have no lack. I'll have no lack. Verse 43, Jesus said, this poor widow has put in more than everybody else. Why? Because she did it and it took more faith to do it. Question, question, question. Um, Are you really putting him first in your giving? Because he says, I want your time, I want your thirst, I want your treasure, I want your testimony, I want your talent. He says, these are the things that it means when I say, seek ye first the kingdom. So what does this mean practically? You're going to have to persistently pursue and prioritize giving me your talent. Persistently pursue and prioritize giving me your treasure. Persistently pursue and prioritize giving me your thirst, which means there's going to be times you're going to be like, I don't feel like praying. And I don't feel like doing all that shouting and I don't feel like I don't feel like doing all that worshiping and it's not for you. It's for God. He says, you're going to have to persistently pursue and prioritize giving me uh, uh, your thirst, testimony, treasure, talent, time. Now, when a man tried to not do that, look at Matthew 8. Because this is where it's amazing. You can teach this thing and then people immediately be tested on this thing. Say amen to me. Look at the Bible. Matthew chapter 8. This guy's father just died. His father, not his friend's father, not his cousin's father. Not his mama's father. This would be his grandfather. Not Pookie's father. Not Lil Ray Ray's father. His father has just died. Watch me. And it just happened. How do you know? Because they were getting ready to have the burial. Which means he hadn't even had 30 days to mourn. Because in those days, they had to immediately bury someone because they did not have the modern practices that we do as it relates to bodies, preservation, etc. So, check this out. This is recent, within the last week, where this boy's father has died. And he walks up to Jesus. He's like, Jesus, I'm excited. I'm excited. I didn't expect this to happen. My father just died. We don't know how his father died. But, but he's like, listen, Lord, let me first. So, w- what is he doing?
0: He's out of order.
1: Because what did Jesus say goes first? The kingdom. Now, this is a tough teaching for Americans because Americans think that he doesn't mean what he said. He meant first, but he knows I got to do this though. He's, he doesn't negotiate because you don't have that much to offer. You only negotiate with people that have something that you need or want. Don't send them to me. And God doesn't have to negotiate with us because we don't have anything that he needs or wants. So he doesn't have to water down what he said because we don't like it. Y'all ain't saying that to me tonight, Wednesday. it? So, so, so in American Christianity, we think that when he says this, he didn't mean it. But he meant it. Just like he meant that part of if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you're saved. Well, he meant that. Just like he said he'll make you the head and not the tail above only and never beneath. He meant that. Just like he says, you're blessed to be a blessing, he meant that. Just like he said, you'll owe no man anything except to love him, he meant that. Come on. Just like he said that you'll be the lender and not the borrower, he meant that. Well, if he meant all the rest of it, he meant this too. So the guy says, let me, talk to me, y'all, let me, go bury my father. This just happened. It's in the last week. This is a reasonable request. If I may, sir, please. Go bury my father. Shalom, sir. Let me first go. Be- Who gonna be there for Mama? Who gonna be there for uh, uh, Labusa now? I'm creating new church characters in a Year of Jubilee. Jack and Darlene gotta go. I don't. <laughs> we got new church characters. You got Labusi. Who else? Who? Okay, that's all we got right now. (laughs) That's a real rapper, isn't it? Oh. Isn't it? (laughs) Look at God. All right, (laughs) watch. Let me first go bury my father. Let me pull on your emotional strings, Jesus. Let me get you to change your priorities because of my pain. Let me get you to change what you want because I'm feeling some type of way right now. And you know he's expecting Jesus to be like, sorry, go ahead, catch up with us later. He was not expecting Jesus to respond. When did Jesus say, keep the kingdom first? Matthew 6. When does this happen? Matthew 8. So this is after. Verse 22. And Jesus said to him, let's go. You follow me. Let the dead bury their own dead. In other words, he says, you don't even like them like that. Let the dead bury there. Listen to what he said. Let the dead bury there. You missed it. Let the dead bury there. Let the dead bury there. He said, you have no business with them anyhow. He said, they already been where they're going. But you're the curse breaker in your bloodline. You're the line crosser. You're the... Let the dead bury there on bed. Which means I am not giving you a hall pass. Just because you think that this is too tough. Just because, you think, just because you think that I should give you a way out because you're in the middle of a painful moment. He said, that's out of order. You're alive. They're dead. What you going to do anyhow? What you going to do? To disrespect my order, what you going to do? Sit up and rub people on the back? No, come on, y'all, let's be real. What are you going to do? It's all right, y'all. It's all right. It's all right. It's going to be okay. Okay, And then what? Then what? Then what you going to do? Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Look at me. Jesus didn't accept his excuse. So that means he doesn't accept. How many of us can be honest? My hands are up first. That we have offered him some excuses. My hands are up. How many can be honest that you can put both your hands up, your elbows, your earlobes, your eyelashes, all of them? (laughs) You ready? We have all done this. But watch me. Whenever things aren't in the proper order, things don't flow properly. Let me show you this last passage of Scripture, and then we're out of here. We're doing good tonight. Haggai chapter 1, verse 2. Now, this is an example of when people thought that they could misprioritize the kingdom first. So look what the scripture says. In Haggai chapter 1, verse 2, the people are saying, the time has not come to rebuild the house of the Lord. They said, we're not going to do all of this putting God first stuff right now. This, it's not time for that right now. I'm not ready to do that right now. I don't feel like all of that right now. It's quiet in this building. Verse 5, so the Lord of heaven's army said, look at what's happening to you though. It's happening so slow, you don't even see it. You don't even see that I'm not first in your time. You don't even see that I'm not first in your treasure. You don't even see that I'm not first in your testimony. He says, you don't even see it. He said, look at what's happening to you. You are the frog, and the water's getting hot. Oh, my God. But that's the person next to you say, but you're getting out that water tonight. Come on, tell her, tell her, her. Come on, online. I need you to speak that to somebody. You're going to be that frog that jumps out that water tonight. This is going to be the best year of your life. And at the top of the year, we got to get your priorities together. In January, we got to get your priorities together because this is that year. This is the year you've been waiting on. Come on, Wednesday. We about to go. But just open your mouth and say, this is my year of jubilee. Verse 6. Look what he says. You planted a lot, but you harvested little. Pay attention. He says, you got to harvest. It was just junior you gotta harvest kids harvest you got the snack size harvest fun size he says he says look you planted a whole lot he says but your harvest wasn't much now what does this mean your improper priorities purged your harvest i know he says you eat but you ain't never satisfied You drink, but you're still thirsty. You put on clothes and you still can't keep warm. What does this mean? You never ever feel secure. You never feel safe. You feel like any moment it could fall apart. You feel like any moment it could break down. You feel like any moment. Look at what he says. He says, he says, he says, he says, your wages disappear as though you were putting it in the pockets filled with holes. He said, you put money in your pockets and the moment you put the money in your pockets, you're like, where the money go? Some of you, for what you make, you should have more to show. Come on, and prophesy to yourself, say, and it's manifesting for me now. Come on. Come on, y'all, we gotta go. Come on, say, and it's manifesting for me right now. Look at verse eight. Now. Now, can I get y'all? to? I know we've been shouting a lot. I know it's a totally different flow tonight, but I love God. This is God's church. so He can do what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. Ready? On on three online, you type now in all caps like you are hollering in this building. You holler it. All right. On three, because this is God's response to them. This is what God said to them, because they were like, Lord, what's going on? And God says, look at what's happening to you. He says, you think this is how life is supposed to be. You think you're supposed to serve me and struggle. Not so! Just because you saw your mama and them do it and your daddy and them do it don't mean that they would do it. This is why some people don't want to become Christians because the example of Christianity they have was always struggling, always messed up, always broke down. But I need you to touch your neighbor and say, You're the new example. Oh, my God. You're gonna be the new example of what keeping the kingdom first looks like because you can be a king and a priest, you're gonna be successful and spiritual. You can pray and you can say, You can go in the tongues of the board of the spirit and the tongues of the boardroom. Somebody say, I'm a king and a priest. On three, you're gonna type now all caps in the building. You're gonna holler now because this is God's response to them, response to them. He says, You're struggling and you shouldn't. He says, you don't feel secure, and you should. He, he, says, he says, you make money, and you be like, where the money go? Th- this is what he said. He, he said, you get a harvest, it just ain't much. He says, you get a, he said, he said, watch me, you should have net-breaking harvest. Come on, you should have a harvest. You should have a harvest where you got to get this big old baptismal thing. You got to pull this type of thing. (laughs) Come on, let your hands on yourself. Say, big harvest coming my way. Haggai 1 1 8. Let this verse be prophetic for you. Eight. New beginning. One. First month of the year. To be prophecy for you on um, three, you shout it online, you type now all caps, okay? Because this is God's instructions to you one, two, three. Here it is. This is because I need you to get the urgency of the matter because a lot of Christians move at their own pace. God says now, and they'd be like, Well, let me get this sweat on my eye first, this sleep on my lip. When he says now, he means. Okay, so one more time, we're gonna we're gonna shout it real big. We're gonna shout it real big one time. All right, and then we gotta finish this. You ready? One, two, three. Now he says, now go up into the heels. What does this mean? God says, put some effort into this. He says, you, you're gonna have to put some effort into putting my kingdom first. This ain't just gonna happen. You're gonna have to put some effort. Go up into the hills. In other words, you're going to have to put some effort in. Bring down timber. He says, make preparation. He said, prepare to keep me first in your thirst. Which means you need to set aside some time where it's going to be prayer, praise, and worship. Come on. You need to set aside some time where you're going to make sure that you get your treasure planted. You're going to take set aside some time to make sure that you got your talents and you're using them for God's glory. He says, bring down timber. Look at the last one and rebuild, this means, he said, this is going to take some work. Keeping the kingdom first is going to take effort, preparation, and work. Effort means you're going to have to put something behind it. Preparation means you're going to have to think ahead. Okay? All right? I, when I was gazing out of the window today, all right? I was gazing out of the window today, and I saw these wonderfully clear streets, Just a little little snow. It was 24 to high today, 14 to low tonight, which means the condition of the streets tonight are the same as they were today. When I saw that, um, I said to myself, I probably should leave a little earlier. Just in case. And you know what I did? I went up to the mountains. I went, ran, ran some errands. I didn't go up to the mountains, but I did a whole lot of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Because I had to prepare. Say prepare. How many of y'all grew up where you used to get your clothes ready the night before? Still do. You ready? How many okay, let's see, let's see how old school some of y'all are. How many you you don't only lay it out, it's fully ironed, ready to go the night before? Wait, wait, wait. Come on here, come on, okay, all right. How many are you waiting to the morning to iron it and do it? How many of you, you be moving so fast in the morning you don't have time to iron it, so you just spray a little water on it, throw it in the dryer to the, try to have you a fake dry cleaning service? <laughs> Say preparation. Now, go up into the hills, effort, preparation, work, and rebuild my house, okay? Verse 9, you hope for rich harvest, but they were poor. While you busy building your thing. <laughs> he, says, he says, you have the wrong priorities. Look at, look at how he says it. While you are so busy building your fine house. He says, my house lies in ruins. You're complaining about what the church do don't do, but you don't help the church do it. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> verse 11. Look at this. And this verse, this verse is kind of intense. Uh-huh. I've called for a drought on your fields uh-huh. and your hills. Look at this next part. I'm gonna let you read it. One, two. Ready to read. So God said, now watch me, look at me, drought sometimes takes years to be seen. Even in California where they've been in drought for many, many, many years, all this rain and weird weather they've been having has not even began to touch the amount of drought that they have. Pay attention, God says, if you're not careful, you can be in a drought and not even know it because you're so used to being hand to mouth. Manner day by day, check by check. You're gonna be so blessed this year, you don't even pay attention to when your direct deposit hits. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. You're gonna be oh, she, plata, yete. you're gonna be so blessed this year, you ain't even checking the account. You're gonna be so blessed this year, you're not worried about it. The only reason I'm checking it is for my giving. Everybody in the building on your feet. Everybody online on your feet. Lift your hands and worship the God that's about to bless you. Hey. Your manna days are over. Your manna days are over. Come on, Wednesday. Say my manna days are over because the kingdom is first. Look at somebody in prophesy, I say your manna days are over. Because the kingdom is first. Look at another person and say, No lack in your life. Because the kingdom is first. Look at a third person and we're done. Look at a third person and say, You're going to be so blessed this year. You don't even have to count it. You're going to be so blessed this year that you're not even worried about it. You're going to be so blessed this year. You're living off of your interests. You're going to be so blessed this year that your investments are going to do well. You won't participate in recession. You won't participate in lack. You won't participate in the world system because the kingdom is first. You'll never be last. Come on, Wednesday, we got to go. But your days of being a tail are over. Your days of being behind are over. Your days of being in lack are over. Your days worried about money are over. Your and I'm glad about it. And I'm glad about it. Last verse. Last verse. Last verse. Everybody stand. We got to go. We got to go. Last verse. So the Lord. This is this was the assignment tonight. So so God told him all this. And here's what he said. So the Lord sparked the enthusiasm. In other words, God started a fire. Let me see if I can say it another way. In other words, God poured some fresh oil. Come on, y'all. He said he sparked the enthusiasm of God's people. In other words, God says... I know that part of your issue is you've been a little frustrated. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spark your enthusiasm. I'm going to do something that's going to get you so fired up. Look at what they do. That they began the work on the house of their God. In other words, they got their priorities together. In the building and online, I just need you to type these words. Say, set it off, God. Uh, set my enthusiasm on set my encouragement on set my passion on set my thirst, my talent, my treasure my testimony, set me off and keep me on fire the whole year keep me oily the whole year keep me fired up the whole year, do it in January so I'm covered for the whole year, lift both your hands, say set me on fire give them a praise right there Come on, y'all, we got to go. But I need your enthusiasm in Atlanta, in Miami, online, on Facebook, on Twitch, on the website. Stir it up, Jesus. Stir it up, Jesus. Stir it up, Jesus. Stir it up, Jesus. Is there anybody? Well, you glad about it? Look at somebody say, I'm glad about it. Look at somebody else say, Are you glad about it? So the Lord sparked their enthusiasm. You can't stop somebody that's enthusiastic. Because when you try to stop an enthusiastic person, they may have a moment, but it's only a moment. And for some of you, look at me, your moment is over. Oh my God. I said your moment is over. Please obey my instructions. For those of you in the building, can you just shake somebody's arm? Not too hard. Don't shake it off, but just shake it and just say your moment is over. You must be enthusiastic for the remainder of this year. Come on, let's prophesy to one another because your name's about to be brought up and favor's about to find you. Opportunities about to be open for you. Debt's are about to be canceled for you. And I'm enthusiastic about it. Fired up and ready to go ready for my Thursday, ready for my Friday, ready for my Saturday, ready for my close-up, ready for my opportunity, ready for what I prayed for, ready for what I'm fasting for. I'm ready. He's ready. I know you're tired of touching your neighbor, but just obey me, please. Touch them one more time. Touch them one more time. Touch them one more time. Say, your moment is over. For the rest of this year, you have to be enthusiastic. I come against disappointment stealing your enthusiasm. I come against people stealing your enthusiasm. I come against what you call bad news stealing your enthusiasm. It ain't bad news, it's a setup for a big win. I speak to your enthusiasm. You'll be enthusiastic when you pray. You'll be enthusiastic when you praise. You'll be enthusiastic when you worship. You're going to be enthusiastic doing your work. Enthusiastic doing your job. Enthusiastic wife. Enthusiastic with your kids. An enthusiastic husband. An enthusiastic servant. An enthusiastic pastor. An enthusiastic leader. An enthusiastic... We're about to go home, but all the enthusiastic people, release your enthusiasm. Uh. We gotta go, we gotta go. I need you to go to bed enthusiastic. I need you to wake up with no alarm clock. Because something in you says, get up, it's time. (laughs) Something in you says, get up, let's go get this money. Something in you says, get up, let's go start this business. Something says, get up, let's go get this joy. Get up, let's just go... God seal this we rebuke the enemy in every way shape form or fashion we need to become a Christian tonight's your night secondly if you give your life to the Lord tonight's your night to recommit yourself to him thirdly like Bishop I don't know where things stand tonight I need you to be sure on three slip the hand up in the building online do the hand with your emoji say it's me no guilt no condemnation no shame God thank you for moving tonight in a different way Lord we come with the expectation that you will always manifest yourself because we are thirsty we are thirsty we are th- thirsty. we are thirsty you become a christian Recommit of lord to be sure hands up in the building hand wave emoji or or say it's me online one
0: two Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498. We will send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church/give. Remember, to love God, love people and love life. My employees get scam emails. I wanted to protect my business and clients, so I checked out CISA's Secure Our World. They've got four simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats. Learn more at cisa.gov forward
1: slash secure our world.